Welcome to episode 7 of For The Record, a series where I talk to musicians from Aotearoa, New Zealand, about their music, what goes into making it, and an album from our library collection that's inspired them. This month I spoke to Liam Clune and Liam Hoffman from Night Lunch about their latest EP, Table For Two. Hopefully you guys have different sounding voices for the people listening, but to introduce you both, it's Liam Clune on vocals and diddlybow and Liam Hoffman on drums. And for this interview, we decided to um, refer to you as Clune and Hoff. We're here to talk about your EP, Table for Two, which came out in August this year. It's a great EP. I really like the gnarly, strong sounds on it. And to give people an idea, the tags on your Bandcamp page describe it as alternative crust pop, doom gaze, electro piss, which I, <laughs> <laughs> which I think sums it up nicely <laughs> yeah 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 the more you describe it the you know more condensed you can get mm-hmm. to its description yeah <laughs> it's true it's true so clune uh-huh. you, you made you made the instrument that you play in the band that's called a diddly bow or a zither i believe mm-hmm. can you tell me a bit about that yeah i did design and make the first few renditions of it till eventually my dad kind of wanted to jump on the bandwagon too so i'm currently using the one that he is he has built which is like a little bit less crustier than mine so he's got all the tools that he that you actually need to build things which is kind of cool <laughs> but um now the first couple of ones that i did were uh, just kind of me messing around wanting to like build something and then me and Hoff just kind of decided to make a project out of out of this weird instrument, see what we could do. Yeah. It was a real interesting way to like write songs with like a new instrument that I had never played before. So learning and learning how to play it was kind of like our way of mm-hmm, yeah. composing songs, I guess, or creating songs. Just find a different technique and then build songs around that. So yeah, it was kind of cool. Because it's more limited than a guitar. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Liam used to play guitar. Well, it still does, but yeah, less so. Because I couldn't, yeah. I guess it's kind of, yeah, I haven't really described what it what it's like. So if you haven't heard of a diddly bow before, you'd be like, what is truth? <laughs> but it's pretty much just a plank of wood with two bass strings on it that I play with a slide and... Kind of like a lap guitar. Kind of like a lap guitar. But instead of plucking it, I use a use a stick just to whack it. Mm. Yeah. Real, uh, real uh, <laughs> lo-fi. Like almost like meathead, you know. Just like <laughs> meathead. Bang, bang. It's kind of like junkyard band. You know? Junkyard band, you know. Yeah, now thinking about that, there's some bits that um, I've heard the odd bit of a track that reminds me of Primus. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that slide guitar sound. Yeah, just and, um, that like real um, bass forward kind of sound as well. So that's mm. the like, whole thing. Yeah, it's quite a heavy sound. Like, did um did I read that it's the origins of diddly bow is from African American music? Where I think I think one of you had said, oh, it's like it was like the poorer part of the population just making instruments of what about what they could, mm. and making gnarly kind of bluesy tunes from that yeah the real classic blues like one in, in america is like it's with a bottle and like a string just on any be- piece of wood 
Yeah. And apparently it, heaps of kids play them. Yeah, I think it's pretty vague. But like, um, I don't know, last time I read Wikipedia, I think it even goes like further back than that. Mm. It goes like to Africa or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm shaky on my diddly bow history, so <laughs> I'll need to. And this is an electronic one too. Yeah. This has got some soldering it's a very yeah. uh diy soldering i think i think it said something on like a wikipedia thing that i read that they're like the the like gateway instrument before they let some people learn guitar kind of thing they're like well you can use this thing until you know things work yeah that's so, cool yeah. so i did the opposite i went to uni for guitar for like three four years <laughs> and then was like i'm gonna i'm gonna downgrade <laughs> Limit yourself. yeah yeah yeah. this is too much too much too much knowledge yeah. <laughs> you you just felt like even though you had studied guitar perhaps i don't know maybe you're inspired to challenge yourself by one like building your own instrument and having less strings to choose from that you said like, like you said limitations can breed creativity it kind of forces you to think think harder about a thing was that was that kind of why you were like I'm gonna build this thing and start again? Yeah, pretty much. Other than that, then it was just like kind of a fun project. Mm. But yeah, the limitations thing was like a real cool thing to work through. Just from like, there's really not much that I can do. Like, how are we gonna make some songs that maybe don't sound exactly the same? Yeah, yeah. Even though a lot of them kind <laughs> do. A lot of just oh, yeah. one note, one note, a lot yeah. of that. one note. We'll do a different note this time. Maybe. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Like, I should probably get you to explain a bit what kind of sounds you can get out of a Delibo. So it's like, looks and sounds a bit like a lap steel guitar, but it's only got how many strings, and you kind of whack it with a stick and then slide. Yeah, so I mean, we've found like quite a few different sounds with it, I guess, because mm. you can just you can just hit it and it'll get like a pretty strong note, like, it actually has a pretty impressive sustain for how crappy it's actually been built <laughs> but yeah so like you can just do that one you can also just like be like sliding up back and forth mm. to like real weird kind of oh yeah, yeah and like real microtonal kind of um whammy kind of whammy bar kind of thing and then we started doing like more percussive things mm. like how you can hear in house full of shit right at the start with that like palm muted palm muted kind of kind of thing and then like harmonics has been a, another thing it's been a new kind of the harmonic thing is the only way to get a little bit of melody a little bit of your melody in there because there's not a lot yeah but other than that it's just like trying to find different ways of, of playing it you know mm. yeah yeah so like when, when you hit just the wood directly and it makes a really cool sound oh so, yeah wah, wah. It's real nice. Yeah. Or yell into the pickups, you know, it's a classic. Cool. They, 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 yeah, it's reminded me. It's reminded me a lot about when the one time I've seen you guys live, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, there's quite a lot oh, of range. Oh, yeah. It, one uh, time in a deep dive. I actually remember um, that. We, we talked. I'll pause and say this is a side note that I probably won't leave in. <laughs> but um, I was going to say this at the end, but I almost forgot. Now, because I didn't, didn't necessarily think you remember, you probably met a lot of people at gigs, you tour around. <laughs> but I was the person, one of the people who came up to say, Oh, it's great to finally see you guys. And I went to shake your hand, um, off. And as I went to shake your hand, Clune came right in there and on the back of the handshake. And it was like a, a sandwich three person handshake, but smooth. 
Not like yeah, a yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I was crap. I love to do the like the John Key for a lot of yeah. hands, you know. Except and then you weren't doing I'll you weren't doing John a... Key while I do it, but it's quite loud at those places. So <laughs> also that I mean that I thought that was on purpose, but I also it's a spontaneous like, oh, I want to be on the handshake. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. It might have also been. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah. yeah. But no, Hoff's very good with uh, faces and names. So, mm. yeah, it's cool. actually to my detriment. I don't need to remember anyone's names or faces because Hoff's got me covered. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Yeah. Right. I mentioned <laughs> the handshake thing. Cut that. <laughs> no, that, that. That was a funny story that I told a few people. And then my boyfriend's like, are you going to talk about the three-way handshake thing? I'm like, no, that's not really part of the interview, but maybe it's a <laughs> I like it. Leave it in. Speaking of Auckland links, you recorded the EP at Roundhead Studios in Auckland, mm. which is a beautiful, uh, beautiful place to record. I've seen the inside of there, and it's very flash. Um, yeah, what was that like for you guys? Oh, it was like surreal. It was real cool. Yeah, yeah. like especially like because it was still kind of at this point where we were like just calling ourselves like this janky band from Dunedin, you know, who weren't really focusing too much on the digital side of getting our music out there mm. like being like quite the big performance band but more of a like band you know i was i was wondering how will this kind of translate to the digital digital way yeah yeah but yeah recording there was really Really cool, actually. Really, it was a long day. <laughs> we only did it in one day, six tracks. Yeah, we just banged everything out. Worked with Stephen Ma, who's just amazing. And, like, it just kind of got what we were going for as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was always our plan to record with him, even down here in Dunedin. And then he ended up getting the job up in um, Roundhead and was like, yo, we'll just, just bring it up here. And, yeah just amazing sound mm. so it, was, it was real cool was it one of the probably the flashiest places you've recorded then <laughs> yeah even man. been inside yeah <laughs> i was like wow yeah and they kept telling us like little stories of things at the yeah it was nuts it was like kind of a musical museum as well it was like music stands from abbey road records in there mm. the mixing like, disc had like mixed some pretty legit like jeff um, buckley and stuff yeah legit albums like the Who and Jeff Buckley and stuff, and we're like, whoa! And now we're us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, many yeah, and many cool New Zealand bands from around the place. But um, mm. and then you're because you've only been have you only been a duo for maybe just a few years as well? Mm, about yeah. two and a half years, probably. Yeah, for this project, yeah. But we've been playing before that together. Yeah. That's quite good to only have been together that long and then end up in a flashy mm. studio for for an EP. Your Super first cool. Yeah, I think we lucked out on quite a quite a few things. Yeah, actually, yeah, because we did know Steve <laughs> a wee bit. Knew Steve a little bit, and yeah. he used to play. Liam used to play like Magic, uh, Magic, Magic the, the Gathering. Gathering. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all about who you know. <laughs> but no, I think <laughs> I think that there were some some definite big breaks for us. Like I think once. His tongue asked us to play. We kind of got a bit more, mm. bit more traction going, and just a bit like, more, a few more eyeballs. Yeah, and playing outside of Dunedin, kind of thing. <clears throat> no, that's good. Yeah, like once New Zealand's a small country, but I guess yeah, it is about who you know. Like you said, 
it's a small country, so I guess that makes it easier to make these key mm. connections. And then you don't realize how key those people are, like without mm. his tongue and Stephen Moe, and then easily leads to, oh, actually, no, <laughs> seen you guys a few times, you're really good, come and do this, or come on tour with us. And then before you know it, your video is going viral and winning awards, <laughs> which just brings me to my next thing mm. music videos. I always like to talk about one or two music videos. And for you guys, it's your music video of The House Full of Shit, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favourites from this year, definitely. <laughs> um, there were a lot of good ones this year, and this is up there for the full-on craziness. Um, I, I should start by congratulating you on your wins in the Student Radio Student Network Radio Awards, yeah, uh, which happened over the weekend. I was watching online. It was great fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that when the stream died, they brought it back on YouTube and I could continue watching. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in on the radio, but it's like, oh, no, I want to watch. And you won two awards for the song, mm. um, How Song of Shit. And I believe it was the radio won 91 FM's favorite song of 2021 yes. uh-huh. and favorite single as well. Yeah. So two for that song, um, which is really great. So you must be pretty happy with that. Yeah, super yeah. We also That also got um, number two just for the, for the year as well. Overall. Overall. Which yeah. is also really... Really awesome. Now, That's right, yeah. Number two thing? in the SRN top ten, the student yeah. radio network, people who don't know. Um, do you know, I wasn't sure, how does that work with the, that's the overall top ten that all the student radio network DJs have voted for together, or just do they combine all their top tens and then do a national oh, top ten? Actually, I'm not, not, sure. not sure about the details of it. I think they might I'm guessing the DJs it. voted, yeah. Yeah, I think there yeah. was a bit of a voting thing that goes with, on. Yeah, within the stations, yeah. Mm. yeah kind of sure. executive, you know. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that not a lot of, well, hasn't bounced around enough as it should have is Hoff did pretty much everything for the music video as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot to mention that I did it. I'm yeah. aware of that. I was, I was getting to that. Um, <laughs> so for those who haven't seen it, this, this video... I would call it's a full-on collage of images, really hectic, showing piles of rubbish and other stuff, and you guys um, kind of playing all over these different backgrounds, pretty much summing up the consumerist nightmare that we're living in. I'm I'm quoting from another article I've read. And, yeah, it looks like a lot of work in editing went into this, which I think I'm aware that was all all Hoff, Mm -hmm. Um, because I read that on a Facebook post that Kloon probably wrote saying thanks to Hoff slaves for hours on the editing suite. (laughs) Um, So no, I was aware. It was like, how how long did it take you to make that, Hoff? It was, it was ages, eh? I just just wasn't helping. He's like, have you got any ideas, man? I'm like, nah, nah, what can I say? (laughs) Because I just like uh, set up, I was just, it all just came out real, just uh spontaneously kind of hyper focus you know mm. when you just uh get those days when you just start something i was just sort of setting up a green screen in my garage and like playing around with it and i was like oh this is easy and doesn't look too bad and i kind of like how mm. slightly bad it is or like you know crusty yeah. and i was like liam what are you doing today and then we just um yeah we made it although actually it was a wee bit pre-planned it was a little we bit got pre-planned. we got some costumes as well yeah but now um, it was great and then so that was like one day and that was like i don't know four or five hours of filming and then it was like i don't know man i don't know yeah, how, how much know. how many hours i actually put into it i'm not sure maybe like probably like 80 hours or like yeah maybe. all i did was because <laughs> i also i also don't have the best technology yeah. to do it it's <laughs> very manual 
it's very manual digital sort of feel and then there's like finding all the different images and collaging and yeah so uh answer to your question is a long time <laughs> fair enough but basically yeah four four hours or most of a day of filming and costumes together and then you probably just kept chipping away the editing for what sounds like it like at least a yeah. week or more yeah just come home from work and just get into that yeah and now you just need to well, um, were you just using the next one yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. Well, were you um um, half have you made music before videos before? Have you made kind of have you made short videos and stuff mm. before? Is this your first foray into that? No, I do like making videos and hadn't hadn't for a while. So, because I went to art school and did heaps of video stuff and then just stopped doing it for ages. Mm. And now I've got a good excuse to do it and a motivating thing. Mm. And it was also helpful having a really nice polished recording. It was like, oh yeah, let's. Let's do something real yeah, thorough. You full know. project, just done. And we were scatterbrained, so it did take probably longer because of focus reasons. It's <laughs> <laughs> being like, you know, but it got there and it was nice. Yeah. No, I imagine like just even with the little experience I've got learning how to do these podcasts and editing. Yeah, when mm. I started out, I was just learning how to edit and that's just audio. It's not even anything else. Yeah, it's, it's pretty slow at the start. And then you're like frustratingly slow and like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's taken me that much to do that much yeah, it's like yeah. and i'm like halfway there and it's been t- like two two-hour sessions or something and you're like oh <laughs> yeah. but then like yeah and that's since then i've gone way faster but so i imagine it's like if this you hadn't done it in a while you were probably just like having to slave over it and getting faster and faster as you went yeah. and yeah, let alone need the focus hotkeys, you know need the focus like this kind of that kind of work it would be so like intense that you'd do a few hours and you'd have to have a break, come back. The yeah, next totally. Day. Can't do just yeah, you can't do an eight hour stint, you just go blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some sections you'd be like, okay, I did like three hours today and that's 20 seconds. 20 like, seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah. I feel like that kind of thing as well, because we're doing the like lip syncing thing would add so much more time as well. Mm, mm, yeah, up, lining up the lining up all the all the mouth shapes with all the lyrics. Mm, that was that was actually a very uh, frustrating part. Of yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> like, like, where is this now? Yeah. <laughs> like, God, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about all the editing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that bit, bit near the start where there's you keep changing sizes in rooms, and there's one bit where where there's a tiny hoff that comes it's in like, on the bit of the diddly bow and a close up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get through, you get the reaction. I show that to someone, they're like, Oh wow, straight away, like, Oh, this this video is serious, and that's right at the start. So, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember showing that to a workmate, and he and he hadn't even heard the song yet. So, I Whoa. had the pleasure of being like, Right, here's the video, instead of like when the tiny pop thing popped up, so I was like, <laughs> even more impressed. And there's a the, one of my favorite bits, there's many favorite bits, mm-hmm. apart from that, you're getting sweatier and sweatier, and then you come up with these weird eyebrows and <laughs> things and moustaches, whatever, melting yeah, off your yeah. face. There's that bit where um, there's a whole lot of those windows trails of the error message. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> uh, call that. And in, in one of the pauses, like perfectly. Yeah, yeah. No, that that bit there is is kind of funny as well because Stephen Ma was a little bit worried that he left like a mistake in for for that recording, mm. specifically in that bit. And he was like, he's like, oh man, I hope that they're not annoyed that like. 
we got this like weird little sound in there <laughs> and then it went so well with like what hop did in the error <laughs> message and he's like ah, coast is clear baby we're fine <laughs> Fixed it. yeah yeah so it was, it was real good wow yeah. so that's really good so that was actually a bit that the the, the producer is that right mm-hmm. yeah so the, he, he was worried that that was a, like a uh, like a little error in the recording i just yeah. thought it was a dramatic pause like there's like a bang, like a big yeah. noise on the diddly bow and it, and it rings out yeah. well i and think that, that was a perfect... probably what it is but he's just uh hmm. was a little bit worried for him <laughs> <laughs> especially with the video it just makes it look like it's it's a moment that you just amplified by pulling mm. the screen with windows like retro windows <laughs> logos uh, there's so, so much love about the video <laughs> um, if there had been a top 10 music videos in that SRN Awards, I'm, I dare say you guys would have been in there for that. <laughs> I, I um, probably would have. We get, comp- like, we get compliments on it all the time. Mm-hmm. People, yeah. people like it. Mm, and I think they can probably tell, even people who don't know anything about video editing, editing probably can tell someone's spent a lot of time getting mm. this ready. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like... And you can be happy that, oh, no, it was worth those 80 hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I am very actually super stoked with it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mm. they actually did put that much effort into it. The tough thing will be like, wow, if you make another video again, it's going to be... I know. <laughs> that's all is good. Mm-hmm. No. Like, do we just do animations now? Or do we do... Yeah, yeah. We just keep all it, green screen? Yeah, or? we'll do a feature-length film. Or, or like a... <laughs> Like a VHS video, or... yeah. No, I do like the idea of playing with different mediums. Like film would be cool as well. Film would be cool. I, pff, money, yeah. But we know yeah. we're affiliated with sort of. Uh, we know Ezra Simons. So I'd like to hit him up. Yeah, from Earth Tongue for. A... And we most likely will, because he's been doing great music videos for a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that'll be real cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess what are the next video is. You'd probably do want to do something really different and just good, mm. just as good in a different way to that's, totally. that's probably the thing. Yeah. And then also meaning you don't have to do <laughs> not that you minded, no do with quite as much hard slog. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder, I think they say. What are we gonna do with all this shit? Gonna need a second hallway. And loving shit Pissy clutter shit What am I gonna do with all this shit? something from our library collection that inspired them or they sound in some way and actually i don't know which one you've chosen yet so you can tell me a bit which one you chose out of your shortlist and why you oh, chose yeah. it uh we chose wax chattels clot yes which came out this year and is flipping awesome yeah like wax chattels in general was like quite a big um inspiration kind of band for us mm. as well just that kind of no guitar real like yeah kind of weird and like dancey pose mm. kind of thing and they have a lot of weird like pauses yeah like, a lot of one riff for a while as well which is real cool but like different things getting yeah more intense yeah and just quite tense as well which mm. is like 
just something that I was kind of looking for in a band, to mm. be honest. And then then bringing out this clock record as well, kind of like adding uh, another level to it. So mm. They only had the like one album out when we were first getting getting on the scene. So yeah, it was quite nice to see this one do real well as well. Mm. Yeah, and then we got the opportunity to like play with them as well, which was kind of cool. <laughs> got it right there, sealed, oh, yeah. sealed, <laughs> unopened. But um, yeah, playing with them was pretty <laughs> legit as well. Like that was a. One of those bands that I was like, man, I kind of hope that we get to play mm. with them at some point. Yeah, that was a very, we got asked on Instagram by, oh, Amanda is like, does heaps of their admin. Yeah. She was like, you guys want to play with us two times in a row? Two times like, um, does the Pope wear a silly hat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty legit. Thank you. <laughs> it was also, I was quite intimidated initially. Initially, but too. then they're just like super lovely. Yeah, it turns out they're lovely. We we all went and had dinner together before the show and whatnot. They ended up giving <laughs> us like a bunch of their merch and whatnot. Yeah. Well, they they tried to because they're like, oh, do you know, you could have one of the records or something. Because I bought both their t-shirts. And they're like, oh, we'll give you a record then. I was like, oh, I already I already have the records <laughs> as well. Pre-order. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I think he ended up just giving half a bunch of. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. So they nice. bought all their things. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's really cool that you got like you said, you thought they'd be intimidating, but then of course once you met them, that's how it often turns out. It's quite mm. you know, it's being made, you know, swapping, swapping merch. Or, <laughs> I should mention during that answer, Hoff held up his a sealed, unopened copy, still in the plastic mm-hmm. copy of, mm-hmm. of Clot by Wax Chattels. Mm. So that means is you're so precious that you don't want to open it yet, that you just exactly. play the other one. Yeah, we yeah. just use Clune's one. I just use Clune's mine. one or the down <laughs> maybe, one. Maybe Ashley's. He probably has one. Oh, my flatmate has it as well. Yeah. And yeah, just honestly, mostly streaming. I also, yeah, don't have a vinyl player. Mm. I That's got a good point. Yeah. You can, you so can then play. you may as well leave it in plastic and make it, um, totally. not that you even want to sell it, but it's pristine <laughs> and worth more, but also yeah. just looks cool. It makes you look yeah. like a total purist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, totally. I have this so good, I'm never going to open it. <laughs> yeah. still got the sticker on it you know yeah it's got that like baby blue vinyl as well which is like oh, really? one, of, one of my favorite yeah, colors i have to open so, it now you're gonna have to look no. it, <laughs> baby blue baby blue such a mm. good color i think i wonder if i'm right in thinking that did the artwork or some part of that gets get nominated for an award recently yeah That's did it and it was uh amanda the bassist does i'm not sure she does all of it but she did all the video and photo stuff I think she might have done that one. Yeah, she yeah she took that photo. I last time I got to see them play and they're like, amazing live, like re- really heavy. Oh. I think you definitely need to be in the right mood for like some heavy, to- no holes bad. It's like being I think I described it to someone. It's like being sonically smacked, smacked across the head, but in a in a really good way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to be you have yeah. to be ready for that. It's relentless. That's why I say it's relentless for the whole set and quite slow and relentless. So slow mm. and heavy and mm. full on. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of, I, like, I find I'm real still when I'm watching them because I'm just, like, watching, like, mouth open the whole time. Like, the whole set. Yeah. Because it's so tight and so, like, intense. And everyone's doing really different things. Just from a drummer's point of view as well, Tom's drumming is, like, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Awesome. And he's he's just really, like, uh, subtle in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. doesn't, like, it's not even super busy. you got, like, a minimal-ass kit. But he's yeah. just doing like really awesome stuff. 
he's, very inspirational. Very yeah, inspirational. he's amazing. He's one of the I I mean I can't I don't know how many top <laughs> drummers I got in the back of my head of like of just New Zealand <laughs> bands. To keep it simple, I think of New Zealand bands I've seen play like drummers that are just seem to have endless energy and they're usually mm. in a band where you have to like keep this up the whole set. Yeah, for like sure. I'm thinking of um Black Shadows drummer is definitely one example. And I want to say, has he got some jazz training or something? Because mm, yeah, like some of those stuff things, I'm like, ah, jazz school. Yeah, a lot of those awesome drummers. I think the whole band Wax Shadows. Oh, then they all, I think they all met at jazz. I think they all went to jazz school, yeah. Well, that's what someone on the streets told me. <laughs> oh, I, did, I didn't know were. that. I was just, okay, I was just thinking of the drummer. Might not be true. true. Yeah. We could ask them. We should ask them. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> some of them met at jazz school and then someone else who was just doing like mm. music school. But definitely, definitely a strong... Um, strong lineup very cool and a lot of unique sounds as well like the, the keyboard adds a lot of a lot of cool weird weird sounds that you don't often hear in sort of yeah rock music yeah, <laughs> <you know>? um <laughs> one, yeah one thing that i really like as well is like uh two vocalists as well to like yeah of change up the sound so when like amanda does those like real yelly yeah screamy bits yeah her vocals are super mean. legit does the uh, vocals but then is it both also just both of you at times sort of we're trying to tease that out a bit more yeah, yeah. i find it real hard to sing and play drums at the same time yeah and i'm often quite busy on the drums mm. but i need yeah. to focus we, we we have kind of done that for recordings and whatnot mm. we'll get half to jump in for some of the vocals True. and whatnot but more as like a little easter egg kind of thing i guess then the natural full of performances but i think now like the gig we just played in the weekend i also just had a mic just to butt in whenever i wanted yeah, yeah. it was really fun just to add to the banter yeah sort of side of it because often i'll be talking but only the front row can hear me yeah yeah which is kind of funny as well because it creates a real <laughs> which wasn't like too, what's going on <laughs> which wasn't too bad when all we were playing to was our front row so <laughs> yeah but yeah because I, I just love doing the like banter in between in between songs. It's like almost a curse now where I have to stop myself from not doing it in between every song, you know, because we only get 30 minutes of playtime. It was almost like 15. I remember that from the, 
Yeah, I remember the banter was one of, like, it was a great set overall, especially um, the, the only time you played in Auckland, I think. So the anticipation was high. Everyone was like, yeah. waiting here. Like, but the banter, I was like, wow. Because I, I hadn't seen you, I didn't know there was be such funny banter. And it soon became apparent that the people who liked funny banter and clearly quite enjoy it and take their time <laughs> with it. And you must have had a bit of time. And the fact that you both had microphones so there could be a bit of, a mm. bit of like back and forth or like tell a joke or I can't remember maybe one of you told a joke and the other one yeah. told through the punchline or something and that was <laughs> that just added to it. It was like, oh cool, couple of couple of characters. And you were bantering <laughs> with the crowd a bit as well. I think oh, there's yeah. someone someone randomly said the name and you were like, oh yeah, shout out to Stuart as well or something. <laughs> <laughs> Random shout outs to guy in the third row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, like I just I love talking pretty much. So but yeah, it was kind of a kind of a necessity thing at the start when we like first got the band up and running, like said yes to a gig. And then it was like, I don't know, three or four months away. I hadn't even built the first instrument yet. So we had to build the instrument, write all these songs mm. and then perform it within three months. And we didn't have enough songs, so to fill out our time, we just would talk in between each song and just, like, you know, fill our time that way. And then it kind of just became a... Just light banter. Yeah, and then it just kind of became one of our things. It usually goes well, but some of them, I don't know, like, we played a real super heavy metal show once, and they Mm. did not like the banter. Yeah, very very serious. The guy was like... Get on with it. <laughs> like, oh, we're like, okie dokie. <laughs> so relax, man. Yeah, yeah. Very quite, serious quite crowd. serious crowd. Yeah, not there for a giggle, you know. No. Uh, yeah, but no, it's it's quite an interesting thing now that I'm when I go to gigs and I I watch bands and they gets to that like in between each song kind of thing, and they'll they'll need to be tuning or whatnot or kind of. Um, I don't know, sort some stuff out before they play the next song. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I could could do some like easy banter in there kind of stuff. Cause like you kind of like get a little bit lost from the from the crowd a little bit when you're when you're not doing anything in between your songs. So yeah. No, I think it needs to it's a good, more. Yeah. It's a good skill to be able to do the bits of banter. Cause like you said, there'll be these weird little delays where you're tuning or someone breaks a string or yeah or you maybe just feel like um i don't know just like talking to the crowd a bit yeah, yeah. and there's some bands who don't do who don't do any of that and really don't like to do it for their own reasons which is fine yeah, yeah. Mm. and like you said re- reading the room if you're at a serious in this case a serious metal gig where they're real yeah it's funny <laughs> how sometimes metal fans can be just serious on tear for the music and we're like purists yeah. it's almost mm. it's very similar to the classical music crowd because there's so many parallels there that's, i guess yeah that's a good it doesn't surprise me that that suddenly in that time you suddenly realize oh yeah they don't like the banter and then someone actually told you to get on with it it <laughs> made me laugh because i'm like that sounds about right but if you were you weren't used to that so you not that you didn't read the room but you weren't expecting that so yeah. you went ahead and was like ah yeah. oh, cracker yeah but like I've, I've gotten so much practice at banter now that i reckon something like that i'd probably just be challenge able to, it. probably be able to handle it you know yeah. not be yeah just be like i don't know drag it out even more yeah maybe drag it out even more be like oh sorry man you know we just got like a little bit more banter to you know schedule tomorrow so <laughs> we got a banter on with it <laughs> you know but, yeah. <laughs> we need a we got a banter quota you know yeah yeah 
especially in those early days. Oh, great. That was... <laughs> They would have loved it. Challenging. So to how to handle your hecklers, almost like being stand-up comedians, especially if you like mm. funny banter, you would have rebutted that. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know if, I don't know if that happens in the future. I hope it goes well. But if you're confident, it can only go well. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I can't I can't imagine you like someone going, get on with it. And you're like, oh, actually, fine. Well, you know, come along. Why would we like to take our time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> joke and they'd be like, that 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 is speed. <laughs> like, oh, I'm leaving. Walk out. Someone walks out because of your banter. You can put that as a badge of honor. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We played Valhalla and we made someone walk out because they hated <laughs> our banter so much. Yeah. But no, you can you can like go the the nice route with it. Someone does better better talk back, you know, it's not nice. You can just be like, oh, it's a really lovely voice. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compliment oh, them. Could you could you say something else? You know, you know, like, you know. Make them feel a little bit bad, you know. <laughs> These are great strategies. Yeah, the charm offensive. Try and charm. Yeah, yeah and charm offensive. Charm wow, the piercing blue eyes there. <laughs> you know, something. Yeah. You have such great cheekbones. Yeah, yeah. Someone buy this guy a drink. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like you really got down to a fine out, aren't you? Crowd work. Oh, this is good. This is all gold. You can yeah. keep this for later. part of this of this chat um i always do some sort of covid related gig memories Ooh, yeah. lockdown vibes question which turns out is the context of maybe this whole series depending how long these things go on mm. i'd love to i'd love to be able to stop asking this question but since hmm. june since june when i started it's just it just keeps coming up mm. in june we weren't in lockdown in fact the first few interviews i did were in the basement of the library which is real cool i used to always do pre-lockdown gig memories which i think might be easier because you guys are based in dunedin you weren't locked down for ages like auckland yeah. you were probably mm. lucky enough that you were yeah, able to play gigs in dunedin over the past few months to revisit a pre-lockdown gig memory favorite one of mine mm. and probably hopefully one of yours how did you find playing your first gigs in auckland at, at deep dive festival at whammy at whammy bar and the night before at whammy backroom there was a smaller gig yeah that was random um, yeah i was it was the first time People in Auckland had seen you guys live, so I think it was just like the atmosphere was fizzing, crowd were loving it. I love that your dad, Clune, that your dad was there to jump in with the backup diddly bow when you broke the string and yeah. kind, oh, of, yeah, yeah. kind of got I, to do a cameo um, on talk- stage. That was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to him before we started playing as well. I was like, hey, like I, I'm probably going to break a string because we played last night. And I just tune through strings real the daily bows. Yeah. yeah, it is. It needs some work to <laughs> do that. But I don't know. It's it's a fun charm. And then you get to talk about breaking a string on stage. But those those gigs, <laughs> those gigs in particular were real, real nice for me at least, because all my whanau live up in Auckland as well. And they hadn't had a chance to see Night Lunch play yet. True. Either. So when we went to those shows, my mum and dad were all there and, like, a couple of other Fano. So they they all got to see, see me, like, perform as well. Because, mm. like, they would have heard all the songs before, but the, like, performance is kind of my favourite part of, mm. of this night lunch thing, you know? So that was real good. And it was kind of nice having the practice at the back room before the big 
deep dive festival that was such a fun combo yeah and like playing with tombs as yeah, well tombs are awesome and uh i think guardian singles mm-hmm. which are just also like two awesome bands that i'm real into yeah yeah and like tombs is just like real funny like give me off like a same kind of energy that... they're a good uh match i think yeah yeah uh, yeah the whole thing was just real great yeah i i wasn't at the the whammy backroom gig the night before i was so tempted when i heard about that though. i was like oh the warm-up side <laughs> gig i was trying to save my energy for the what i knew would be a, a really good marathon of a night i've <laughs> having been to those before then they're yeah. always really brilliantly put together i take my hat off to taylor and his team mm-hmm. for curating and how to pace the night so it builds up and yeah. reacts like the way he said he'd do an ideal night yeah but yeah they smashed today yeah mm. It was very but you're right. The night before with Tombs, mm-hmm. I thought the same, like, ah, they're kind of like a really good match with a bit mm-hmm. shout, a duo and shouty stuff. Punchy short songs. Mm-hmm. Short songs, yeah. But like for the deep dive show, it was real cool to like do our show and then immediately after watch Vanessa Worm like do her show as well. Mm-hmm. I guess she's just and we followed um oh I forget the name. Crazy Jazz Avant-Garde, like. Yeah, oh, gosh, what they called? What they called? Um, I'm terrible with names. Anyway, so. they are awesome. There was like eight of them on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they kind of got us all ready. Yeah, I was just watching it. I was like, oh my god, we get to play after this. That's, yeah, that's yeah, some rubbing shoulders with some cool people. Yeah, and it was. I was actually a wee bit out of it for that show because so I was a bit, <laughs> bit shy and a bit uh, uh, tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a great combo. Yeah. So I was like, oh boy. The- from the south, you know, he's from Invercargill. Yeah, big it's... city, scary, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's warm as well. Yeah, and it's oh warm. yeah, super hot. And that was probably only maybe the third time I'd seen her live, and but like yeah, that right. Party and yeah, was um incredible. Every time it's different because she mm. she's got that energy, but she brings a different energy to each show, yeah. and she loves to climb up on speakers and get into the crowd, or yeah. then sometimes stay right back and like bring it right chill and then go crazy again crazy performer right? and just, she's just yeah. so like chill off stage as well like we've hung out with her a wee bit and yeah a couple of times but yeah just amazing performance mm-hmm. like i'm sitting there when i'm watching and i'm like man this is just like one person like up there all by themselves just yeah. like creating this like amazing and it's kind of like theater or something it's real intense it's like yeah and just like pretty much just like kind of press play on a thing and then just do vocals like mm. the whole time it's very cool that's well. very i'm into that format yeah yeah like who was it sleepfoot bonds or whatnot mm, yeah. they do that yeah and just press play and go like awesome like great for performances mm. like you know because you can just like focus on that actually a, a side note to this was the first podcast I did in the series was vanessa worm um oh, wow, like, it just worked out that she and I never think about it later. I'm like, oh, she must be young and full of energy because she agreed to do the interview on the night where they just spent the whole day driving to Auckland for a gig the next day. But fascinating. Even that short interview was covered quite a lot of ground about about her. But oh, anyway, man, side man, note, connection to to this. But it's cool to hear that that gig was special for you, um, for you guys because Clune, you see your whanau, most of them live in Auckland and hadn't seen you live before. That's really cool. Because yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. I just thought they might have come up with you or something. My dad came up with you to <laughs> support and be the be the roadie and look after you, which was yeah. such a great moment. He jumped on stage, You're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, thanks, Dad!" And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah Dad!" He, he, pro- he probably loved the <laughs> the spotlight as well. 
secondhand spotlight. Yeah. And I, I, I always love giving Jed like a, a shout out whenever there's a thing because I gave him one on the uh, SRN awards as well. <laughs> yeah. Got to, got to represent. Plus, he built the instrument, so well, the one we're using mm-hmm. now. So yeah, props, you know. <laughs> oh right. So did you did you build one each? I like, I built I've built two, and then Dad sourced like a bunch of uh, Rimu from his work site kind of thing, and I was keen to do a project. And was like, oh man, I could build you one of your instruments if you want, and just asked me to send him all the all the details for it, and got it, and then he made it look just absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's like a, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. What is it called when you like? Is it lamination when you yeah, glue a bunch of woods together? I think that's uh, yeah, strips. Yeah, yeah. So he did that with it. It's like it's American just, oak as well, just yeah. down the middle. So it's like a racing stripe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great because my one is legit just a two by four, and Dad's one, Dad's one is like beautiful wood. Artisanal. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's really making me look bad. <laughs> but we, yeah, for the for the music video, we decided to go as janky as possible and use the one, mm. one of the ones. The I original. Oh, the second one. Second, second edition. Yeah. The first ones. But um, on the record, on the, on the two things that we've done, what was it Table for Two and Double Trouble, those were both recorded on the first, first one that I made. Mm. Yeah. The, the OG more, sure, more so. janky one, the more DIY. Yeah, yeah, real janky, like oh, terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably like maybe it sounds like you want to. They have maybe they have quite different sounds, and you wanted something, something yeah. a bit um, edgier for the recording mm. to capture that yeah. original sound of you guys in the garage or whatever with your <laughs> first attempt. Because it sounds like your dad is that part of his, his job, like carpenter, or like he's a bit skilled in making things. Uh, yeah, he's a site manager. <laughs> But he's um he's gotten into a real big woodworking uh, uh phase. <laughs> he made a canoe. He made a full-on kayak, yeah. Which is so funny. <laughs> but like, I didn't even know that he was doing it. He's like, oh, did I show you the kayak? I made? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> making kayaks, Dad? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. No, <laughs> so this is a newly acquired skill, or maybe maybe just something he didn't adapt into later in life. And it's like, right, I'm going into my working phase, and I'm going to start wowing everyone by making a whole canoe. Yeah, like <laughs> and oh, just quietly. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I hadn't told any of us. It was just like, yeah, I finished it. Yeah, I didn't tell you. I'm surely I told you. My canoe I'm making. And uh, uh, yeah, I think he's always been pretty good at like building things. He's kind mm. of got that same kind of. Um, drive to create and make things as well so and you also, we also just go through phases of of things so yeah this is the the woodworking phase can't wait to see what what's next well it sounds like it probably inspired you to inspired you to make stuff making stuff yourself but yeah, um, yeah. maybe maybe it's in the blood maybe you've got the first skills mm-hmm. up your sleeve but you're going more diy and it was nothing yeah. wrong with that because like with <laughs> the with the ones that i made i just made it out of with a chisel and a hammer it took so long yeah. as well. Just like and then soldering. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the first thing about soldering. Yeah, soldering one on. That's not too bad. But like the chisel and hammer was the, such a workout. <laughs> but like I, I did most of my work like over like two days for that, and then it was just kind of tweaking things. Once I was like, oh, that's not very good. 
probably have to chisel out some more wood for that. But yeah, dad whipped his like whole thing up in like three hours. So yeah. Like, well, okay. <laughs> you have tools. I don't. I'm he's, real poor. He's so. the master. <laughs> Yeah, tools and probably a bit of practice by the sounds of it. He made a whole mm. canoe before that on the Yeah, fire. true. He had canoe practice, you know. <laughs> I haven't even made my like canoe this, yet. I'd love to see your canoe. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a canoe. Just I'll sink. See, see what I can do. <laughs> I just thought, and this is just a crazy idea that you don't just put on the side, on the side, Um, maybe one of your future music videos you could be in the canoe and have a corporate oh, yeah. then do it like a sailing down a river of shit or whatever or just like yeah, yeah, fishing, yeah. fishing video sailing river. down a river of shit yeah. <laughs> river of shit yeah it's, uh... the sequel or yeah, anything yeah. to do with pet with we'll paddling shit saga you know <laughs> you can green screen in some like tidal waves oh, tidal waves and sharks and then your dad will have another claim to fame so I'm just like pretty much like keeping that oh, yeah, going yeah. <laughs> The third yeah. lunch. Yeah. But like, I mean, if anyone wants their own diddly bow, like I'm sure they can, you know, rustle one up, rustle one up. I'll be like, hey dad, you got a commission for a diddly bow. So. <laughs> We're quite a yeah DIY kind of band. And I like the kind of it's like a nice approach to materials. It's like you just like I've got a rattly old secondhand kit. And mm. Oh, just yeah. using shitty stuff is fun. Yeah, man. like it kind of, it kind of, <laughs> and it's not, you know, it kind of sucks a little bit when bands want to like use our <laughs> borrow stuff. gear, and we're like, Ooh, sure, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this like busted ass amp that's like overheats and will cut out if it if you play for too long, and then he's got a rickety. I think that's kit. I'm just, I'm just like, hey, we can find another one, surely, right? Yeah. It's slightly more sustainable, you know, being a bit. Yeah, I mean, we're not getting rid of them. I mean, yeah, they still got some life in them. Mm, definitely. Yeah. A lot yeah. of life. Yeah. Actually, speak, speaking of sustainable, I don't know if I, I probably should have asked more about the um, House Full of Shit song. Yeah. Did that, did that come from you guys? I think I've read that you got kicked out of a recording space and when you had to shift out of there, you were realizing how much shit you had accumulated mm. well, and inspired and like you to write a song team. about having too much stuff. It was just like maybe 10 years worth of artists leaving shit there. Mm. <laughs> and well, so when we were the last ones there and then we got kicked out and the owner's like, oi, oi, what's come get all this stuff? And like, well, that, that was already there. <laughs> we don't have responsibility. Yeah. Um, but we moved some of it and we're, it, the two of us could have never have moved how much yeah. stuff but, was um, in there. We, we were like kind of writing the song before all of that even happened as well. I was thinking about this the other day. Mm. It's like, yeah, because it's always weird. Like I'm trying to think of like, man, how did how did they even come up with that song? It was so mm. weird. But um, I'm pretty sure we were went for a jam or something, and then Hoff said that it'd be pretty funny to make a song where we just list like a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, oh, you know, some shiny shit. You know, some real just tacky stuff, <laughs> just tacky stuff. And I, I, I really liked that idea. So then I was like, yeah, man, that, that's great. Maybe we can do it for like this riff that we've been working on, but didn't have a second riff for at all. And then, yeah, I think I came up with a few ideas for the chorusy bits, mm. like a second hallway thing, because that's just where I dump all my stuff that doesn't fit in my room <laughs> and i like feel bad for my flatmates that have to live with me and then like have to tiptoe past all my shit in the hallway so i and a lot of people told me they really like that lyric as well so i'm like yeah that's, that's cool mm. 
Yeah, people find that song really relatable, which is nice. Yeah, it was quite nice. Doing relatable They're like, music. our friend like messaged us when she was moving flats and she was like, I had no motivation to move. And then she put on that song <laughs> and she got stuck in. She was like, well, it's time to move all this shit. Because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I've got, I just get real anxious with the amount of material and shit that's in our lives mm. and, I, and i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to that and focus on it and then mm. i was like we should definitely just make a song of yeah like you said list a bunch of shit because mm. um, there's a lot of it yeah so we got it got into the like kind of cluttery stuff that's happening in our house and then we kind of expanded on that and did the whole like real consumerist like where it all comes from and kind of things as well it's like all the shit that comes from that. And then, it's been done before, but it's it's nice to make it. I don't know, Houseful makes it relatable on a day-to-day thing, you know? Yeah. Because people not, just it's, and stuff. It's very relatable. And, like, I'm sure there's not many people who, even if you're even if you're only a semi-hoarder, like, I'd like to say <laughs> I'm quite, I've become more minimalist, but I definitely, like, earlier phases of, like, not throwing phases out there. stuff away. And then when you go to throw stuff, you're like, oh, it's just, like, papers. <laughs> and, um, and I'm not even a proper hoarder. I think I've like just sometimes just can't clear out enough. But then mm. you're, you're, when I heard House of Shit, and I think I remember the first time I heard it, it was one of those beautiful times when I can't go to sleep yet. I'm a night owl and I've got the radio <laughs> on, BFM, and someone played that in the graveyard show. So it comes in wow. without an announcement or a backing out. You just hear it. And I was like, Crack what it. is this? The chorus of someone yelling, what are we gonna do with all this shit? We're gonna need a second hall just raging about shit. Yeah. And I was like, this is hilarious. And and I well, I forgot I should have posted it at the time when I was about to move out of a Carrot flat. And I was like, ha, it's a song about my old flat. Because um <laughs> yeah, so he won't mind me saying this. I won't name my flatmate, but he won't mind me saying because he um he'd been there the longest and he had a fair amount of stuff. And and the funny thing I laughed about, we're gonna need a second hallway. I didn't realize, but we did have a second hidden hallway. Oh, <laughs> some sort of you know, like um, storage cupboard hallway. Cracker. And um, it was a very small upstairs flat that apparently used to be some sort of recording studio. So, but it had more space than you realized. Wow. And, um, That's amazing. You guys live in the, the dream. Second, second hallway. Behind, behind this funny gingham curtain thing, one day after I've been here <laughs> for ages, I looked behind it, behind the piles of bike wheels and cones or whatever and it was like behind this curtain yeah i've cleaned out the storage hallway look all the space he pulled out the curtain and i was like what had was there stuff all in there and he was like yeah i got about halfway through so when i heard this uh, song sometime later i'm like second hallway we well, had a hidden second storage hallway yeah. i never knew about and and then funnily enough some, sometime later he posted the song on his facebook perhaps out of appreciation yeah the song itself and of his memories of the flat i'd like to think i didn't ask him but i don't i don't need to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you, you know you did like a third hallway yeah. <laughs> if, he, if he ever hears this he'll be like ah yes my second ah, hallway yes. my claim to fame <laughs> mm. and probably and i think he found it really cathartic clearing out so like you said it's great to get rid of the shit and oh it feels great i've definitely had some hoardery hoardery moments and like we used to live in a, our first flat together in Dunedin it was amazing it was so weird it was so much shit just lying around well I so it's kind of remembering that it was like clothes horses and like computer pieces and like <laughs> I had a friend who would just like do you remember Icky yeah oh he was like he's a real uh, magpie and he was like sort of into like coding and like soldering he was like straight out of the matrix and yeah. he like he would just be like oh we could use this washing machine man let's take it to your house and i was like 
what are you going to do with that? He's like, you can make drums out of the thing. And I was like, yeah, but are we actually going to do it? Like, we've been yeah. here before. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, the I, warning I, sign. Whenever you think, this this might be useful. Oh, yeah, we might yeah, use yeah. this. Whenever they say we might be we might use this, like, ah, no, drop it. To wind up the interview, hmm. um, we'll briefly touch on what are the what are your future plans for night lunch? A more writing, recording, music videos, mm-hmm. planning more gigs and tours once we're able to. In fact, I think the next time you're due to play in Auckland is for Others Way Festival, which has been in postponed till the end of January. And what what kind of other plans have you got apart from that? Pretty much all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I do some merch as well. I really want to get some merch out because we haven't had T-shirts or any, anything like that for a while. And I reckon they could it could be like a fun thing for people to get because like we've had a lot of people asking about it. Mm. But yeah, it'd be just good to find an artist to do it. Give Hoff a break from designing <laughs> everything. Yeah, that'd be another thing. Just get more people involved. Yeah, it's especially like having like not like a huge like voice on a platform, but a little bit where people are going to like maybe inquire about a thing. So spreading it out to other artists would be yeah pretty, pretty awesome. More collaborative communal More collaborative yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, going overseas is looking like that would be a pretty awesome step. Split yeah. We actually have a split vinyl that we recorded with another Dunedin band that is being released at the, oh, about mid January next year. So, yeah, oh, that's going to be cool. Because we were meant to do the uh, tour for that over December, over December and this whatnot, month. but um, everything got postponed. But so. then the, the the rogue virus, you mm. know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So there's that to look forward to. Then we'll probably uh, there's been talks about maybe going up and recording at Roundhead again mm. with for Steven. the next batch of songs. Do next a full album this time. Probably yeah. Probably. Stack it up like 12 time. songs or something. Who knows? Well, and so we're much. writing a lot actually really cool, quite weird stuff at the moment. Yeah. Like real, like rhythmic and, and mathy. Rhythmic, rhythmic. The sound's been a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Not sure what the lyrics will be like, but mm. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. It's fun making things that like easy phrases that people like, like yeah. house full of shit or scary, scary fucking car. Like people love saying them. Yeah. And I want to like, yeah, so practicing like Jump on lyric thing, writing as well yeah be intentional with it oh, yeah. that, sound, that all sounds really interesting <laughs> yeah wait and see how the sound has changed slightly but a full yeah. album would be great look forward to hearing a full album when that eventuates yeah. and um just, just like, vinyl sounds great yeah, yeah. it'll be cool and maybe more funny songs yeah well. just joke songs like we did that a little bit on the um on the split split record i like, did a song where i'm singing the whole song yeah half, half dozen vocals and so song. that'll be exciting we've never we've not announced that yeah. so that's a exclusive yeah exclusive drop <laughs> nice and, yeah yeah and just like kind of it'd be i think we're gonna plan to do like more studio time this time and mm. just like kind of see what have a bit of tinkering time kind of like having a, that environment like changing things and like just trying to maybe compose something on the fly there yeah that would be awesome because <laughs> that's what heaps of bands do i didn't know that but they go to the studio to write and you're like oh yeah rich bands man <laughs> rich yeah, bands do money <laughs> money what's yeah. that that's all right if we if we get our like business side of things uh, sorted out for us we could um yeah that could be a thing actually to add to this massive stack of things to your question uh yeah get a manager (laughs) (laughs) 
because yeah, we're not really cut out on the old uh, the business administration. Run. Yeah, like we've we've been meaning to get like funding for things, and then just like don't do it. <laughs> and then I think we've had just people being like, "Look, man, you have to do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Just yeah. give me the info." <laughs> Yeah, so I think Stephen Ma might be doing some, some paperwork for us. So. It's good you got people offering to be your manager because they're like, look, you guys are great, but you clearly need someone to do your admin and <laughs> your funding application. Because yeah. all that stuff's hard work and it's like... It is, uh, hey. If you've already spent 80 hours that. just doing a music video, you probably haven't got the energy to be like, oh, now I'm going to do a funding application. No, you need someone yeah. else, someone separate to the band to do that stuff and and they, mm. can, they can push your merch. I love like buying merch is one of my favorite things to do when I'm when I see a band <laughs> or whatnot. Just be like, man, yeah, I want to buy all this stuff. I get the tape, the yeah. money, the CD, yeah. the t-shirt. Put it, it all, put it all my hallway. You know? like, <laughs> as much my special merchandise hallway. Because I'm definitely the hoarder out of the two. I got so much stuff. Liam is crying. Uh, I, I <laughs> love collecting clunes. I should say. I'm a collector. I'm not a hoarder. Okay. I've been bitten. There you go. That's a nice way of putting period. it. Yeah. Over lockdown, undergoing a very conscious decluttering of my life. Yeah, it's been pretty flipping awesome. Whereas I just keep going to op shops and being like, <laughs> "Ooh, a child's keyboard, a child's keyboard." Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a, another telephone. <laughs> Let's see if I can make an instrument out of this. Yeah, it's good. So your opposites in that way. So it makes it makes the house full of shit seem even even more funny. Um, <laughs> if you've written it together, but yeah. Good to hear about all these plans. It's exciting. Thanks so much for joining me, Clune and Hoff from Night Lunch. I look forward to seeing you at a gig sometime soon. Mm, likewise. You've been listening to an interview with Liam Clune and Liam Hoffman from Night Lunch. All tracks used were taken from their EP, Table for Two, released in August 2021. You also heard a sample from their chosen album, Clot, by Wax Chattels. To hear more podcasts, check out the Auckland Library SoundCloud page and subscribe.